1: Welcome to Big Avoda World, uh, a second podcast talking about controversies. Uh, before we get into that, wanted to say hello to everybody on the line. Quick shout out to Aaron Katz. Uh, Aaron is an alum and he's responsible for our uh, lead in and lead out music. Um, and and through this crazy quarantine times that we're living in, he and his uh, wife have actually been uh, putting out live performances, which is great. So tune in, look for Aaron Katz on Facebook and uh, Sarah, his wife, uh, Sarah Blacker. Um, they're great, amazing. But um, anyway, I'm, I'm live on the air uh, through a virtual Zoom call with Ronnie saltzman Gutten, our director. Ronnie, how are you?
2: Hey, I'm great. How are you?
1: I'm good. It actually just started snowing here as well. So uh, late March, a little snow, a little bizarre, but That's uh, probably the most normal thing that's happened in days. (laughs) Uh, Thanks to our producer, Dave Yaz with Pod 617. Uh, As everybody knows, our podcast is available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pod617.com. Wherever you find your podcast trailer, you'll find Big Avoto World. And right off our homepage as well. And then I wanted to welcome, uh, we have an all-star crew. Guys, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join me. I'm with Ty Goldstein, Ben Stigberg. Uh, Shay Wanglin and Max Waltzman, uh, four amazing staff members over the last bunch of years. Great guys, great Avodians. Um Guys, thanks for joining us today. How are you all doing?
3: I'm doing well. Just started classes up again, online classes again today. Same.
1: Okay. Again, yep. All that. Yep. And, and, and for the online classes, what do they consist of? Are you actually like looking at a live person talking or is it like uh, PowerPoint slides
2: or how do they do yeah, that? I get to see where my professor lives. <laughs> we were doing it on zoom too
3: mine aren't mine aren't live mine are like recorded videos that I have to watch
0: yeah, i I went four for four with live classes, so we're it'll it'll be same same type of semester as at school sadly <laughs> all right cool um so guys, can you each do a quick intro on uh
1: your name and how many years you were at camp and um sort of uh what uh what your favorite thing about camp is just a quick overview so we get to know who you guys are ty why don't you go why don't we go ty then ben then shay then max
3: all right uh my name is ty goldstein this past summer was my 10th summer i believe and my favorite part of camp is definitely color war
1: and I think we've actually uh, had you on the podcast before. I think we've done a uh, rapid fire question uh, interview with you. So thanks for being yeah, here again. I
3: started originally, I think.
1: Yep. yeah, One of the, one of the pilots. Thanks.
0: I, um, my name is Ben Stigberg. Um, last summer was my ninth summer at camp. And I would say my favorite part of camp was fifth period hockey.
1: Nice. Love it. I feel like you, I feel like you helped escalate it to, to another level
0: yeah no it was definitely definitely escalated when I was a older camper in c i t but it took a bit of a fall as a yeah. counselor, but hopefully that gets back to where it used to be in the coming years well we'll, we'll
1: uh, we have a programming call tonight with the admin, so I'm going to put that on the list to to keep that strong and if
0: I remember correctly we did you ever wear roller blades during during the hockey elective when you were a camper? uh yeah, I did a few times, but then once once you get to glide past people, it's not too much fun. And getting, getting tripped was definitely not fun either.
1: <laughs> Cause it actually worked surprisingly well, having people playing on, you know, sneakers and rollerblades. I was always amazed at that, but definitely have fond memories of watching that. Uh, who else we got there? Shay, what's up? What's up with hey you guys?
4: Uh, my name is Shay Wenglin. Uh, I've been at camp since 2007. So that was my 13th summer last year. um, my favorite part of camp would definitely just be league. You know, it's my favorite part since I was a camper, and then up until I was a counselor.
1: Did you Did you ever win it as a camper?
4: Yeah, I won it my first summer as a camper, and then I've lost in the finals three times as a coach.
1: <laughs> you got to come back this year and uh, do it again. <laughs> um, cool and thanks. And then uh, Max, tell us a little about a little
2: bit about yourself. Yeah, hi. I'm Max Waltzman. Uh, I was at camp for ten years for the 2K15, 2014, and um, my favorite part of camp was definitely the beach volleyball courts. Spent most of the day there. Awesome, that's great. Yeah, we've had a number of amazing volleyball players come out of
1: camp. Uh, Benny Cohen was one. He actually played Division Three on a on a championship team uh, for SUNY New Paltz, I believe uh max you're definitely up there you've had a nice volleyball career and we've, we're still developing guys i know nate goldberg was a uh, captain of his high school team and uh who else am i missing i think there were, there were one or two other volleyball players a brother
2: and a couple other needham kids i think
1: yeah 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 but uh volleyball a, is, a, is a great sport and i uh, love that a vote helps kind of you know get that going with people but um but what i wanted to do is talk about um I obviously reached out to you guys in advance and you're well aware. And when we were thinking about this theme of controversies, uh, last year's color war, uh, really came into my mind. Uh, the pre the prior podcast, we talked to the guys who were at the 1979 color war and they're still talking about a basketball game that happened over 40 years ago. And, uh, the interesting ramification was it sounded like that game didn't have much to do on the outcome, but uh, there's a lot to talk about with this past year. Um, And let me make sure I get everybody's uh, titles and stuff. Correct here. So Ty and Max, you guys were on the Jaguars, right? Yeah. Ty, Ty is the general Max. You were the first. Yes. And then Shay, you were the general of the blue anarchy. Is that correct? That is correct. And then we got uh, Ben Stigberg, who was uh, one of the head judges, uh, typically, we are the pink flamingos. But what did you guys choose this year, Stiggy?
0: Uh, this past year, we did the Flint Tropics, and I was head judge Jackie Moon.
1: <laughs> and we've done we've done different uh, pink before. We've done the Green Hornets. We've done the Golden Nuggets. Uh, and I always say it. One of my favorite things about is uh, about camp. There's a million things I love about camp. One of them is that we take our our sports and competitions so seriously. But then in the mix, we throw in these funny elements. So, you know, in the most sacred of all sacred things is the path at of camp and guys come out of the mess hall and they jump into their team's arms. But invariably, we have fake ones who do like funny things. So in the midst of this super serious, amazing kickoff to this incredible week, we put in jokes. Um, so anyway, I love the fact that you called yourselves the Flint Tropics and uh, welcome. Welcome to the show, Jackie. Appreciate you helping us out today. Last year's uh, controversy was, was was one that dominated my time as uh, executive director, right? So at camp, um, I always tell people, you know, bear with us. We're not a perfect judicial system. And in fact, Ronnie and I are, you know, we sit on the Supreme Court, so to say, so to speak. Um, and then there, you know, there are the hierarchies of decision-making. So, uh, so Stiggy as a head judge, you were, you're there to make the call and then things escalate from there when you guys need support. So, um, maybe you can, maybe I'll I'll have Ben just kind of kick it off a little bit. So the two teams were in a pretty good, uh, battle for color war. And I don't know, maybe what, what day was flag Rest? Do you remember? Day two or three or four? Or um,
0: I think it was, I think it was day three. And, um, yeah, at that point, flag rush was definitely a huge event. the The winner of that event would um, go up for that for, at that point in color war.
1: Yeah, just to so, put it in, to put it in perspective, right? So, uh, I don't know, a a sophomore uh, basketball game is worth what, like forty points or thereabouts. But how much is a flag rush worth? All camp flag rush.
0: Um, I forget the exact amount. It changes based on the judges for that year but it's around 150 points yeah, like 100-ish. i think it it's like 80 or 100 I think. Oh, or 100 that works yeah.
1: so it's good so the, yeah these these are big things and you know a, a swing one way or the other can really affect uh how color war is is changing and, and the uh you know momentum so um so i don't know who wants to start off and tell me maybe Shay
4: take uh, it off yeah, Shay,
1: kick it off and tell yeah, us about the, the Shay, fla- Shay, this Shay, flag this flag
4: rush in particular. If I remember correctly, it was as you said, day three, I believe. And you know, it was pretty close color war and all camp event. And it comes down, I think it was either zero zero or maybe one to one at the end of both halves. And so we went to penalty rushes and each Well first, week,
1: first just to interrupt, isn't j think we must have had an overtime too, right?
4: I mean, we might have had an overtime period. I don't really remember. But anyways, we get to rushes, which is the most intense uh, event that there is in Color War and in any camp uh, event, really.
1: And can, I, and, and can I, let me interrupt for one sec, Shay. So just for our, our older viewers who, because penalty rushes were not around when I was a camper, and I know I'm super young and you guys think of me as a young man, but I'm actually a little bit on the older side. But just kidding, The uh, I wanted to just explain to our viewers, our listeners, penalty rushes are like penalty kicks, right? And in, in other words, these decide the game. And instead of taking a shot into a goal like Zubal, a penalty rush is um, two offensive players against three defensive players. The two offensive players start in a flag circle, and the three defenders can stand anywhere they want, and the two the two offensive players just try to score a flag uh, like like in normal flag rush. And the, the cool thing about it is you have the entire camp watching. You have one team on one porch and the other team on the other porch, And uh, and it's intense, like Shay was about to say. And sorry to interrupt you. I just wanted to provide the kind of the color commentary. Uh, They are super amazing and fun to watch. So, um, anyway, take it away, Shay. Yeah,
4: exactly. Um, And so I think to start off, both teams get three offensive and three defensive rushes. And um, as we go on, you set two offenders and three defenders. Everyone can only play offense once and defense once. Um, and so we go first two rushes and I think they both end uh, in the offense getting out. And then uh, they were on offense and we were on defense and Michael Schnimman Jr. I believe takes the flag, runs up the sideline on the near side and gets pushed out of bounds right before crossing the line by Noah Goldstein. And that, that itself brought some controversy because of the contact rule. But so, so uh,
1: it's a, it's a, let me int- interrupt for a second there. So Max, and tie. Do you remember what that controversy was about? Because that this that that was like a minor part in this whole thing.
3: Yeah, I remember. That's what kind of got us so emotional and upset in the first part. It was cause that was the play before the whole controversy came, where uh, Mike uh, Schnidman was running and he dove to the to like cross the line and right on the edge near like where all the campers were. And right as he dove, Noah kind of like hit him. And so we were arguing that it was the contact rule and ultimately the ref said he was out by being out of bounds so mm-hmm. that kind of started
2: yeah, that us wasn't, off. That, that wasn't as big a deal that was just trying to make it sets, sets it up
4: even more yeah that was, like, that, was like, that was an appetizer, appetizer. They're both yeah that's what just, we we're already
1: upset going into the next rush already and, 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 and just and real fast again for our just to clarify for our listeners so the contact rule um, has gotten more stringent over the years. And as executive director, my goal is to keep everybody safe. And so we've lessened the contact and, uh, I have to tell you guys, I mean, I saw the, the replay of it after the fact and I didn't think it was that bad, but anyway, yeah, I know, I I, I, but I realized that wasn't the, Hard to tell. yeah, but I realized that wasn't the crux of the controversy, but, uh, in any case, anyway, so, uh,
4: so yeah. after, after, uh, Schnitty was ruled out, um, We were on offense. Our last rush, you know, if we score, the situation is, if we score, we win the game, we get to run to second base and celebrate. If we don't score, we have to go back and uh, continue rushes. And so we send out our captain, Charlie Zucker, and the one pick, Noah Goldstein, to uh, take the flag. And I think they had Schnitty on defense and um, maybe Noah Kranowitz, if I remember correctly. And basically Noah Noah took the flag. And Charlie was to run out and, in a way, kind of block or just get in the way of their defenders to make it easier for him. And Noah ran one way, and he came back. He started to dance around. And then he took off towards the the far sideline, and Schnitty was chasing him. And they're running towards where Charlie was. Charlie was out in front of them. And Charlie's sock gets pulled right as they're sprinting towards him. And no ref around him says he's out. He doesn't know he's out. And right as this happened, it's bang, bang. He takes a step to the left and bumps Schnitty and basically takes Schnitty out of the play, even though he was a couple steps behind him and he wasn't going to catch Noah in the first place. Mm. But, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so they keep sprinting, and um, Noah Kranowitz still has a chance to make a play on, the, on Noah Goldstein right before the line, and he reaches for his sock and grabs his shorts, doesn't pull his sock, and Noah crosses the line. With the flag and so you know usually what happens after someone scores especially in a situation like this the four judges or three judges that are on the play and the head judges would meet in the middle and only them would discuss uh what just happened in order to make the correct call but for whatever reason every single member of pink decided it was their their spot to jump in and give their opinion on the play so every single staff member that wasn't on either white or blue ran to the middle started yelling, it's good, it's no good, he was out, Charlie was out, blah, 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 blah. And they ended up ruling that he was good. Uh, so we ran second base, and we went to celebrate. And let me, let
1: me interrupt for a sec. So Ty and Max, is that how you remember the, uh, the events happening?
2: Uh, I mean, I, I honestly don't really remember. I just know that there was controversy with Charlie and <laughs> being out and then getting in the way. I think the main takeaway is that before the week begins, um, both teams in Pink have to come to the conclusion of if and when instant replay is allowed and in what events and how many replays you can have per event because to establish it on day three of Color War doesn't do anybody any good.
4: We haven't even gotten to that part. Yeah, we we have not not, not not gotten to that part. That was the big issue
2: which
3: kind of hurt our side of the argument in the end of yeah, the- well, yeah,
2: that's what I'm saying. It didn't do us any good to write yeah. an appeal because there was no rule in the first place saying that it would help or wouldn't help. Yeah, that's a, that's a valid point. So, so,
4: Yeah, well, to continue with what happened after that is the next day, Ty and I got called into the main office uh, after they had written their protest on the event. And we basically got told that we were going to replay the last rush and go back to flag rush, which... Has never happened before. I've never seen an all-camp never. event be protested or something like that for um, a call that you know was it. It had to be made on the field.
1: So, so let, let me interrupt for a sec. So the, the, your earlier point, Shay, which is interesting, right, is that usually the the four or five reps on the event discuss it. I mean, I I mean, I'll tell you just from my perspective, it was so ridiculously exciting and intense that you know every judge felt like they had to come in and talk about it. Uh, so that is a valid point, though that you know who gets to make the call. Um, and then the other piece of it was right in this day and age, people were videoing it, so almost instantly somebody ripped out their phone and was like, "Look, this is what happened, right?" And and it, you know it was really hard to make heads or tails of it in the moment, but there was this you know proof right right in the you know right in front of us, and we're like, "Okay, now now what do we do, right?" So Stiggy, what can do you remember the deliberations at all? So you know, so White goes you know they um, file their protest, and do you remember what we were talking about behind the scenes
0: well yeah it was it was a really tough decision because it it was the first time a video had ever been brought to us, and in retrospect we well the the person with the video should never have made that made that bold of a accusation to say that they had the evidence, but yeah, in that room there was a it was definitely a lot of confusion. It was a, it was a really tough situation. So we, we dealt with it the way that we thought was best, and then there was more controversy after. So
4: yeah, well, oh, people, uh, yeah, what happens after uh, Ty and I find out that um, you guys were planning to have us replay the rushes? You know, uh, I I called Abe, and uh, we went to discuss about what to do, and you know, we went to Leon afterwards, and we kind of explained what Max touched on before is like instant replay could be very useful and that's like something that we could implicate in the future but to just insert it in in the middle of the war in such a close and important game it just seemed like it was kind of pulled out of thin air and it was it would just like would have made the rest of the week much worse for sure yeah
1: yeah and i remember trying to uh, you know (laughs) since since we had the the video right so i think i think you guys were all right probably that we couldn't allow it for that for that event but my, i think i was the one who brought up the suggestion like okay for the rest of color war let's allow video if if it exists right if somebody has some evidence and we can well, see, but, but then, then but 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 but, yeah. but 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 that got shot down sorry go ahead max
2: i just said and both teams shut that down just because it was already day three understood yeah no and I I just, I, thought it, like, it would be it would be ideal for this coming summer to have Like I was saying, some sort of instant replay challenge kind of thing for each team because we do video the whole week. And I don't think that should be for nothing besides a 20 minute video at the end.
4: My only uh, objection to that would be what's stopping me from recording every single game on my phone and then finding a missed call here. there, Just going back and testing everything. Yeah. So what we so what we said
1: was, you know, again, I think the proposal during the sign. Again, we have a we have time to figure it out for this summer if if we're going to actually do it. But you only do the all camp events like the flag right. rush, dead zone, zoo balls, and then maybe a couple of the big senior events because they're just they're high profile. But you you wouldn't allow it for you know freshman kickball or for sophomore man in the middle, which are still important games. But I think. Um, you know, th- there's an interesting middle ground to be met and it's an interesting <laughs> thing to think about. Maybe we, maybe we'll ask that as that declamation question next year, whether we should allow instant replay.
0: Yeah. I, with, with all the improvement in technology, it's definitely, it would definitely be cool to see or ideal to see if we were able to get good replays on a lot of the big events. But, at at that point in color war with all the, with all the extra controversy that was going on, it was definitely, it was definitely too early to try to implement that. And,
1: and, and Stiggy, or does anybody remember, I think another part of the problem was, so the uh, the crux of all of this came down to the fact that Chuck Zucker um, was out, right? His sock got pulled and nobody saw it or nobody called it. So he and, didn't know. Right. And, so he, and so he didn't know. But then, yeah. but then supposedly there was a witness who actually did see it. And so while we were deliberating, it was, I think it was one of the CITs, and then we were going to allow that as part of the evidence. But then
3: that's, that why, that's why the video kind of hurt us because I had multiple referees come up to me and tell me they saw it. But because of the video, I remember I talked to Leon about this. Because the video was out there, there was no proof if they actually saw it in person or they their mind was like persuaded because they saw the video. Right. So that's why the video was kind of a negative for both sides because once the video was out there, there was no proof if they actually saw it in person or they just wanted to become involved because they saw the video. Yeah, Yeah.
0: it was a really tough situation because a lot of the um, more experienced counselors and head judges that um, were in their assigned positions to watch the play just never really got a good view of Chuck's sock getting pulled. So when we were trying to like take control of the huddle and like make sure that everyone else was in control, a lot of the a lot of the younger counselors that had better views on it didn't really have the uh, courage to speak up on it in the moment so right but
1: don't you have to to be on the event to make the call
0: yeah and that was just like just like you and Shay said that was the that was a bigger issue just because every single counselor tried to come into the huddle and make make their voice heard so then the younger counselors kind of had their voices suppressed by everyone else
1: and, and let me ask you a question: How how would they have made the call? Because you wouldn't blow a whistle to say that he's out, because then that stops the whole play. So how would he know that his sock up pulled? Somebody just has to yell, Chuck exactly. that? To yeah, that's that's out.
0: exactly what we do. The um, there's usually a trail judge that's watching the person without the flag, and they have to yell that they're out. But it was also such a quick play, and with um, not everyone seeing it, definitely definitely led to confusion. Yeah.
1: That reminds me of um, you know I've been saying this for a year or two I think at least but for uh, Desert War one of the big problems is when there's a jailbreak or not a jailbreak what do you do if it's if it's a jailbreak you blow the whistle but what do you do if it's not a jailbreak and people are to come back then people blow the whistle and they then they don't know what to do it's almost like we need two separate uh, noise you know noises like an air horn and a in a whistle. But anyway, it's a, a tangent. Yeah,
4: I mean, nobody in desert War. you're not supposed to, if he not, doesn't get a jailbreak, you just don't pull the whistle at all. And kids are not supposed to leave until the whistle's blown. Right. But then, but then
1: on the fake ones that, Oh, they think it is. And kids leave. How yeah. do you get every, how do you get everybody yeah. back? Anyway,
3: yeah, so. that a contra- that's a controversy in itself.
4: <laughs> that also reminds me yep. of, uh, in 2009 in desert war, when, um, it went to, it's unprecedented, but it went to penalty rushes. After four quarters and two overtime periods, the whole camp for Desert War went to penalty rushes, and um, Paul Sockle ran a flag all the way across the field. It's raining, and he dives over this mud pile, like this pile of mud and water to score the flag, reach across the line. But at the same time, Mark Gleason also dove and pulled his sock right before he crossed the line, and there was a clear video of it, but... Um, they were. he was ruled good, and the team ran off to the lake, even though there's a video right at the line clearly showing his sock got pulled right after. I'm pretty sure they desto- destroyed that tape forever after that. So. <laughs> uh,
3: as, you, as you can see, we really get over these
1: controversies.
4: I, mean, <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, love, I,
1: I actually remember that, Shay. I remember that that play. I think I can actually picture it, too, with Mark Gleason. And,
4: I remember uh, it clearly. Yep,
2: yep amazing. <laughs> that, that's and, also another part of why we just shouldn't do replay altogether because it not only are the players and the campers on the field but the refs are too and they're in the conditions and they're in the game so it's not like they're watching from the other side of a screen so they have the same pressure that the campers do to make the call as they play the game so if you want to take all of it out and leave it up to man to decide instead of technology then that's definitely the way to go so should we stop videotaping these events you think I think, I think
3: it's hard to. I think people who aren't refing are always going to want to film it for their entertainment. And if they see something, they're going to hopefully not speak up.
2: Yeah, and it just can't be shown to anybody until the end of the week, right? Yep. Oh, that's a, that's a good way. Good way to do it.
4: That's a hard. Yeah. That's a hard rule to put on people. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. If someone sees something, they're going to want to speak yeah, up. Yeah. Obviously,
1: be the center of attention. Um, that, that's that's great. Um. Guys, thank you so much. And then, real my my final question: Do you think Max and Ty? Do you feel like this was uh, a turning point in Color War? Well, no. I think
3: the big the big turning point wasn't the call itself. It was um when they when we petitioned and then the, the head Leon and all everyone decided that that we were right and they're gonna redo it. So I went back all excited, told my team like we're gonna redo it, my whole team's amped up and then I called back in later saying we're not gonna redo it. Yeah. I think telling my team that I had to go back and tell my team that it was kinda like a momentum changer. I know Shea will say that we lost by a million points and it won't matter, but I can I can still believe that there was a momentum changer in some way.
1: And, l- and let me just say that, and this was not the point of doing this podcast, but from our standpoint, like we turned it, we overturned the decision, then we overturned that decision, and we knew how hard that was. And we, it was just, you know, our our job is to make the right call and to make the event, you know, as fair as possible for everybody. So I'm just telling you guys, it was not easy at all.
3: Oh, oh yeah, we know, we know it. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, yeah, lots like no, no. this year, run pink and see how see the difficulties
1: yeah yeah it's uh, it's intense but uh, like we said on the last podcast it's the passion that is avoda we got to wrap it up guys i really really wanted to thank you so much for your time uh ty and max you guys are great sports um uh, for for joining us on this call and uh everybody you guys are are great so uh thank you for sharing uh this is the big avoda world controversies part two And uh, we will see you all at the next event where we are equally as unhappy and indecisive. Thanks, (laughs) guys.